It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the June 6th edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric Thank you so much for making me a part of your day. And wherever you are, be it in your car, at work, maybe you're sitting at home today, I hope you're relaxing. I hope you're enjoying the summer. Got kids. Hoping you're having a little time off. But I guess if you're down in Australia... I always like to talk to you if you're down in Australia. Weather's probably a little different than it is here in the United States. We're obviously going to be talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder today. And in segment number one, we'll explore all the options for Paul George. There are more rumors coming out about where he could possibly go. Supposedly, it's a two-horse race. I don't believe that. I don't believe that it is a two-horse race between Oklahoma City and the Lakers. I will tell you the other teams that I think Paul George is considering and which team I would play for if I was Paul George. And it might actually surprise you, especially if you're not an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. In segment two, the Philadelphia 76ers are riding the fate of Brian Colangelo as we speak. And depending on when you listen to this, this man may have already lost his job. But I don't see this as the end of the road for him. And there's also a golden opportunity for the Philadelphia 76ers here. We'll discuss that and we'll wrap things up in segment number three today by talking about game three of the NBA Finals. And could we have a Rodney Hood Hood sighting? Do you care if we have a Rodney Hood Hood sighting? Does it make that much of a difference? Are the Golden State Warriors just on their way to another championship, and I'll actually say some positive words about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant did something very cool, so hey, as much as I hate on the guy, I I gotta give him props for for what he did earlier this week. All right, my name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while, and I am a credentialed member of the media. Um, I've been lucky enough to cover the Oklahoma City Thunder for five years, and I work for another publication called Thunder Digest, and I raised my cup of coffee to Chuck Cheney today. Uh, I think this is coffee number two. I don't know, it could be coffee number three. I've really lost track. And with that in mind, I have no idea where this podcast will go. 
I have a good idea. I have it laid out. I know the things that I want to talk about. But because I've drank so much coffee, it could go anywhere. If you like what you hear, I ask that you log on to LockedOnThunder.com and check out some of our other podcasts, especially if this is the first time you're listening. And also look at all the video and audio that we have for players and coaches. Let's jump into it. So, the latest on Paul George is this, is that it's down to a couple of teams. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. That in itself is not new news. What is sort of new news is that there was some discussion between Adrian Wojnarowski and the folks at ESPN, and it made it out to social media last night, that the Houston Rockets are going to be very aggressive in going after Paul George, and they should. And honestly, if I'm Paul George and I have the opportunity to play for the Rockets, and I want to win a championship, that's where I'm going right now. There, I said it. If I'm Paul George, I leave and take the opportunity to go play with Chris Paul and James Harden because at this point in time, the Rockets have a better bench than the Oklahoma City Thunder do. Now, you're saying to yourself, now, wait a second, wait, wait. You've been saying for the last 20 podcasts or so that if Paul George comes back and this team stays intact, they have a real good shot of competing with Golden State. I do believe that. That part of it has not changed. But what I need to know if I'm Paul George, and this is what Sam Presti better be selling me on more than anything that the Thunder have to offer, is how are you going to make that bench better? Now, Paul George stays, Carmelo stays. We know that Carmelo will start because he's not going to accept a bench roll. And whatever friction that causes, it does mean you're going to have somebody like Patrick Patterson coming off the bench. And is Jeremy Grant going to come back? And, And at this point, with the Thunder... There are a lot of questions. There are more questions than there are answers. If I'm Paul George, I'm looking at the Houston Rockets, and what I see is answers. All the questions that 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 I have to ask, the, the, the Rockets have answered those questions, and the Thunder still have to answer those questions. However, and I'm going to play this again because it always makes me feel so much better when I play this, and I hope it makes you feel better too. Paul George did say that the Thunder checked all the boxes. Paul, when the Thunder traded for me last summer, it was kind of an open-ended thing. Didn't know if they were going to have me for a year, what it might turn out to be. But to hear you kind of talk about the organization last night, you said you want to be a Thunder player. Did are you kind of did you expect to kind of have the Thunder in the conversation when that deal went down? Did you expect to be thinking, sitting here thinking, like, I might actually stay there? Um, yeah. You know, it, I, it was – it's tough. You know, it's tough. Uh, I haven't. I haven't been in a position to be a free agent or, or know what that is like. Um, and then to have the, the, the chance to go where you want to go, um, that's always been, um, like, I, I feel with players, you know, they, they want that option. Um, but then you, you get into an organization where they kind of check the boxes on, on all the things that you, you want out of an organization. Um, and then immediately they become a candidate to where you want to play long term. So, um, you know that that's that was the case. That's been the case here. Um, they 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 honestly checked the boxes where I needed those boxes to be checked uh, from from what a player wants and, and needs out of a front office, um, out of medical group, um, out of teammates, out of coaching staff. I mean, um, honestly, they they they. 
I can't say it, say it any more than that. They checked the boxes on what needed to be checked. All right, so we have that. We have Paul George with that quote. And we have Paul George in a situation where he's got to make a lot of decisions. The Lakers are interesting. Because the thought with the Lakers is that Paul George and LeBron James are going to team up and they're going to go out to the Lakers. Well, if I'm LeBron James, regardless of how this season ends, I'm not exactly thrilled about going to the Los Angeles Lakers if I'm him. Because there's some there's some ego there. If you just think about this for a second, and maybe this is the craziest thing that's ever came out of my mouth. The ego gets bruised if I go to Los Angeles. And I'm LeBron James. Because even if I take down the Golden State Warriors... I mean, what's LeBron got left? Five years max? Does he even have five years left in that body that's probably got more wear and tear on it than anybody else in NBA and maybe more wear and tear on it than anybody anybody I can think of in NBA history just because the guy started playing when he was 18 and he's played a ton of games every year. There is there's something to be said to be part of a Laker lore and be good enough to have your jersey hang in the rafters and even get a statue outside. In the vein of guys like Wilt and Magic and Kareem. And not all those guys. And two of them I mentioned did not start their career off as Lakers. And that's Wilt and Kareem. But they played there long enough that the image of them wearing the purple and gold is burned into our mind. When it comes to LeBron James, even for the most diehard Laker fan, the image of LeBron James is either going to be wearing wine and gold or it's going to be wearing whatever colors the Miami Heat are. Which, what are they, red and black or that that funky colors that they're wearing with those Miami Vice jerseys? And if I'm LeBron, I know my legacy's set. And because I can't be one of the all-time great Lakers, even if I am one of the best, maybe even the most talented guy to ever wear a Laker uniform. And man, that in itself, boy, that, God, that is saying something. It doesn't set well with me. So I'm not thrilled with teaming up with Paul George or anybody else. To go to the Lakers. Now, back to Paul George. You go to the Lakers, you're automatically the face of the Lakers. You're the hometown kid. But you're not going to be good enough to beat Golden State. So it comes down to two choices. Or Now, Philadelphia is in there. Philadelphia is in there big time. And maybe LeBron and Paul George could team up and go to Philadelphia. And Philly's willing to give up some assets. But man, just... ah. I am one of those guys, and this is where the Sam Presti me comes out. If I've got good young talent, I want to develop that. And there is ego in that for me. If I'm a GM, if I'm an owner, where it's like, man, it's good, and I just want to pay our dues, and I want to win with these guys. Give me two or three more years with these guys. I don't want to have just gone out and got a LeBron and got a championship that way. That I don't know why that bothers me. I don't know why, but when you've got good young talents it's gelling the way that they are, I just want to see them come up together and be a cohesive unit. And it's look, it's a risk either way you do it. And most people would disagree with me. It's like, go ahead and get LeBron and give your fans everything that they deserve. But where all this comes down to Paul George, for me, it's really only two teams. And it's not the Lakers and it's not Oklahoma City. It's Houston and Oklahoma City. And either where, either place, Paul George is not going to be the face of the organization. It's either Russell Westbrook or James Harden. So that tells me, A, Paul George doesn't mind not being the number one guy. He's all right being two. He's all right being three. He's all right being part of a big three where somebody else has the Batman role. 
or has the Superman role and he's playing Batman or Green Lantern or whoever. Right now, I'd probably go to Houston, which means Sam Presti's whole job between now and July 1st, or now in the time that Paul George makes his decision, is to get that bench shored up. Get a guy like Jeremy Grant back. Figure out if you're bringing back Raymond Felton, or is there another point guard that you can make a trade for? Marcus Smart? Probably not. Um, And do all that. Get all those questions answered for Paul George. By all accounts, Paul George likes Oklahoma City. And we've heard rumors that he's going to stay here. The dude loves to fish. You can do that in Houston as well. But for me, Houston would be just a notch above OKC right now. Until Sam Presti answers all those questions. And if he answers all those questions, then yes, Oklahoma City can not only compete, but they will be built to go toe-to-toe with the Golden State Warriors. And here's some interesting food for thought. I was watching Get Up today on ESPN. And I may be the only one watching that show, but I love the feel of that show. I just think it's got a really great conversational feel to it. They were throwing out the odds, or they were showing the odds, of next year's NBA championship and who's got the best odds. And as it stands now, surprise, surprise, it's the Golden State Warriors followed by the Rockets, the 76ers at 7-2. But the Lakers have better odds than the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. The Thunder have 60 to 1. The Lakers, I've seen them at 20 to 1 and 14 to 1. And all this is predicated on two things. One, just the unknown of Oklahoma City and what kind of team the Thunder are going to have coming back next year. And two, just the thought that LeBron James and Paul George are somehow going to end up in Lakers uniforms. And maybe I'm wrong. And all signs may point to that, but I just don't see that happening. I just it, It's hard to fathom, and people are making a big deal about LeBron James in the NBA 2K19 not having a Cavaliers jersey on. I don't think that's that big a deal. But if Vegas is going to make those odds, they've got, in, they've got information. They've got information that we don't have right now to set it. But in the end... I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if by the time the season started next year that the Thunder didn't have better odds than the Los Angeles Lakers because I don't see Paul George going there. And I think it all comes down to Houston and Oklahoma City. And Daryl Morey is is apparently hell-bent on beating Golden State. Well, Daryl, you can get your butt in line because everybody in Oklahoma City wants to beat Golden State as well. And I don't think Sam Presti's lying down the way... I don't think Sam Presti is not any less aggressive than what Daryl Borey is. And I think we've seen Sam Presley be aggressive. And and for questions about the Thunder moving up in the first round that was asked to me on Twitter the other day, uh, what assets do you got at this point to move up in the first round? What's going to be worth taking? What can you get? I, I don't see it. Again, things I don't look into the, looking into the magic kaleidoscope. If I'm not, I'm not trading with Sam Presti if I'm another GM because I feel like I get screwed. The only person that didn't get screwed was Indiana and maybe New York with Ennis Canner. I'm not trading with Sam Presti. I'm not allowing him to move up in the first round. I tell Sam Presti if he comes to me with that offer, go find another dancing partner. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment number two, the fate of the Philadelphia 76ers, Brian Colangelo, hangs in the balance. Actually, it's really not, but I'll tell you why that's not the end of the line for him next. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Best story in the NBA right now is undoubtedly Brian Colangelo and his fate being decided by the Philadelphia 76ers brass who want to know if he or his wife had five different Twitter burner accounts. And man, I'm, I'm watching this so intently. One hour, you, you already know Brian Colangelo's fate. You have to fire him if you're the 76ers. There's too much damage done. Even if you had this independent investigation and found that neither he nor his wife had these accounts and there was just some false information given and there was nothing, there was, there was nothing there you would still have to let him go because his name has been dragged through the mud so much that his credibility is damaged beyond repair in Philadelphia. So you have to, you have to let him go. But I'm also a big believer in second chances. Maybe it's because I'm looking for one my, myself right now. And even if you screw up, make the biggest mistake you can possibly make in your career or make mistakes that seem like they are career-ending, depending on what it, what it is. Now, granted, you go Harvey Weinstein or Isaiah Thomas, you're probably not getting back into an NBA organization anytime soon. You do something like Brian Colangelo did. Just because you want to make yourself look better and your ego's a little hurt, that's something you can get over. It's going to take some time. There will be the process of him being exiled for a while, but there will be some NBA team that eventually values what he has to give basketball-wise, and they'll bring him back. Plus, for the Philadelphia 76ers, if you're looking for a golden opportunity to really make amends to your fans right now, you could bring back Sam Hinkie. Now, there's ego in that as well. Big-time ego because bosses never like to admit they made a mistake when they hired somebody or when they let somebody go because they believe that that looks bad. But the 76ers... And the organization, at least the players seem to respect him, and the fans love him. He's the guy that built the process. I don't know why you wouldn't give him another opportunity other than just, I can't bring that guy back. No, bring him back. Show everyone that you're you're serious about competing. And if you're serious about getting Paul George and LeBron James, maybe a way to say to them, hey, look, we're going to do everything we can to run a top-notch organization here. Why don't you guys hop on and come hang out with us? The NBA asking for more trouble. Um, Actually, it's not the NBA. It's the NBA Referees Association. The most entertaining thing about tonight's game is going to be this. The NBA NBA Referees Association is going to be live tweeting during the games. And the first thought, the only thought that comes up to this is, man, are you really going to be critical of your union brothers? 
when, when, with as much as they have screwed up in this finals, and, and as bright as the, the spotlight is on them, are you really going to be critical when they miss a call? Yeah. I, look, first of all, I wouldn't blame you if you weren't because you've got to face those guys every single day. And I also believe that when you're in a union, you got to have everybody's back. You, there, there are aesthetics to this. That even if you disagree with someone and you think they did a bad job, you have got to make sure that they're well taken care of because anytime you can help them out, they can help you out. It's that whole one hand watches the other situation. But if they're willing to be honest, this could turn out to be extremely entertaining. Plus, this is some of the, what we said yesterday, social media is the devil. If they're wanting to hear their guys get talked about and get ripped and cussed, this is a good way to get it firsthand knowledge. But, um... I would highly recommend it, and I want to give you, um, if you want that that hashtag, I can't give it to you right now because I don't have it pulled up. If you want that hashtag, go on to probasketballtalk.com because they have that listed for you. But yeah, looking very forward to seeing how all that plays out tonight in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Speaking of Game 3 in the NBA Finals, will this guy really make that big of a difference for the Cavs? We'll tell you who it is next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, sometimes I feel with the teases that I do, like I've already kind of told you about it at the beginning of the podcast, so maybe you've forgotten about it. But yeah, will Rodney Hood make that big of a difference? There's talk that Rodney Hood is going to play more tonight. He's played a grand total of four minutes in this finals. And I bring Rodney Hood up because I remember when Oklahoma City fans were salivating over this cat. This year, boy, they wanted Rodney Hood. They were so disappointed when he went to Cleveland. And now he's only playing four minutes in the NBA Finals. I don't see Rodney Hood or anybody else making that big of a difference for the Cavs in this series. Kyle Korver, whoever. The starting five was really good the other night. And it still didn't matter. And yeah, you need bench help. But there's just not enough firepower there. And LeBron is going to put you on his back. He's going to do everything in his power to get you over the hump. But this series is over. I know that the Cavs have come back from a 3-1 to deficit before, but it's it's not happening. And for LeBron James, I guarantee you what he's thinking about right now, and, and I would put any amount of money on this, is all these scenarios are playing out in his mind, but when he's watching the films, when he's going through this game, he has it in the back of his mind that he knows he's not going to win. He's going to give it his all, he's going to do his best, and I know no athlete wants to come to grips with that, but ultimately, they do. They come to grips with the fact that they're not going to win. And he's thinking about his next move. Do I stay in Cleveland, submit my legacy here? Do I go to Los Angeles? Do I go to Philadelphia? That's what LeBron James is thinking about. And don't tell me. You cannot tell me that those discussions aren't being had between him and his agent and him and his wife on a daily basis. That it's not coming up. Because you have to. You, you, you have to, to figure out where things are. Maybe you want to take a breath. Maybe you want to get away from things for a while, and I'm sure he'll clear his head. And I'm not saying LeBron isn't trying to win. I'm just saying LeBron ultimately knows he can't win this series. 
Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm coming back, and I'm groveling for you here in a few nights, but that's my opinion, and I'm going to stick with it. And finally today, I will, uh, I'll leave you with this as we think a little bit more about Paul George's free agency and how good the Oklahoma City Thunder can be next year. And that is, if Paul George comes back and the Oklahoma City Thunder are good, how far in advance is Sam Presti thinking? Because I don't see next year, even the, I don't see next year, even if everybody comes back to Thunder, winning a championship, but it might be the year after that is kind of what I'm looking. And how many moves can Sam Presti make? Where is he going to be at three, four years down? And, and that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'd like to talk to him. How far in advance is everybody in the NBA thinking? Because people will tell you it's day-to-day, game-to-game, but I know that we like to look ahead, and I've even heard players in the NBA say, and one I worked with say, hey, yeah, you're always looking ahead. It's not just as game-to-game as everyone wants to make it out to be. I'm Eric G. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Locked on Thunder podcast. Enjoy Game 3 tonight. We will see you tomorrow or talk with you tomorrow. Until then, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.